Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Okay, on this edition of Arkansas AgCast, we're talking with Joe Fox. He's the state forester for the Arkansas Agriculture Department's Forestry Commission. We're also talking with Seward Hamilton. He's a training support specialist with the United States Forest Service. And right now, we're at Arkansas Tech, and there's a two-week wildfire training course that's that's going on right now. So, Joe, give me some, some background. How long has this been happening with uh, your agency partnering with, with state and federal agencies for wildfire training? Well, this is a great partnership. Forest Service... Forestry Commission, uh, Game and Fish, Arkansas Natural Heritage Commission, State Parks, National Parks, Tribes. Uh, we've been doing this for 15 years, and we, we call it the Fire Academy, Wildland Fire Academy. And uh, this year's two dozen courses, over 400 students. That's about 360 people, uh, different people taking courses, some of them multiple courses. It is way cool so that we can be prepared when fire comes. Seward, give us some background on what you've been doing with the Forest Service and how they're involved in training for wildfires. Uh, yeah, so a little background. Uh, as a training support specialist, I ensure that most of our employees are meeting the needs of PMS 310-1, which all agencies are required to meet. Uh, that are going to be all right. Interpret that for the lay person. <laughs> all right. So, so, so the NWCG um, National Wildland Fire Coordination Group they have a set of standards that all agencies will meet. Uh, Forest Service we have a bit more. Uh, we have, we have our own standards in addition to the NWCG standards. But the academy is just usually you know a place where you want to build the foundation of um, employees from all agencies to build their skills so that they have the basic tools to be able to interpret and be able to fight wildfire. And Joe, talk about that partnership. You mentioned several of the organizations that are involved, but talk about the partnership because what people probably don't understand is when there is a wildfire, depending on its size, there's all kinds of help that comes in, and it's not just one group trying to suppress a fire. That's right. I even left out maybe one of the more important partners are rural fire departments. Exactly. And and so volunteer firemen, professional firemen, structure firemen uh, come here and take wildland courses so that they can be with us on, on a wildfire. In and Arkansas. Wh- why is it important to have that, that big group, of diverse group, all following the same marching orders? So uh, an example in Arkansas, last year we had 4,000 fires. And we're told that there's at least five times more than that, 20,000 fires, five times, so 16,000 fires that we don't know about, that volunteer fire departments, of which there's more than 850 in Arkansas, go, and it might be a half acre or one acre, and they put the fire out and never call the Forestry Commission or the U.S. Forest Service to come help. But then there's big fires, like in 2012 we had the Ola fire, And we had 12 volunteer fire departments, U.S. Forest Service, uh, the Black Hawks 
from the National Guard. We had our single-engine air tankers. Uh, we had crews from the U.S. Forest Service, hand crews from the Forest Service. We had, I think, eight different dozer units from the Forestry Commission, all being guided by one incident commander. And all these resources in the air and on the ground from different agencies were coordinated together because we have incident commander uh, courses here at this school. And some of those people had gone to school together and already knew each other and know how to work together when it's a big fire. That was a about a 1,200-acre fire that uh, was aimed toward Ola for a while. The uh, local fire departments protected the houses along Highway 10. We plowed around the fires and tried to contain the fires from the edges. U.S. Forest Service built lines in rocky ground where dozers could not go. Uh, it's all a coordinated effort with air resources over the top. Uh, this kind of school gives us the training so professional firefighters can have advanced training, beginning firefighters can have rookie training, all different levels are covered right here. Some is leadership, some is community. Some of the courses are leadership, some of them are communication, some of them are just uh, firefighting strategy, wildland firefighting strategy. It is what I would term is way cool where we get to know each other and then if we get a situation like Ola, we know we can trust each other. And Seward, talk about from the U.S. Forest Service perspective, you guys have been involved in massive fires, huge ones throughout the West and whatnot. And, and what kind of resources do you tap into uh, when you have big fires like that? Uh, there's, there's all types of resources. Um, usually, it'll, it, usually it'll be our other cooperating agencies, but national planning level, once it starts to hit a, goes from one to five. So four and five is usually means that there's a two or three different um, GACs that are experiencing a lot of heavy fire activity. So what'll happen then, like for example, when the West starts going real heavy in August, They'll start making calls to the to Nick, which is in Boise, Idaho, and you know that they'll start start making contact with these different coordination centers. Yeah. So they usually pull the crews from the southeast and start heading them west. You know they'll they'll, they'll bring the Nipsey jets, and you know they'll come in and pick up five crews at a time, usually a hundred um, firefighters, and they'll take them. You know, so you've got firefighters all the way down to the local level, yep. counties states, anybody who's had that kind of training that can come in and help the United States Forest Service and the National Forest System, they're all coming in, plus your sister agencies like the Park Service or BLM or whoever else is out there. Exactly. That yeah. That is true, and it's, it's all, I mean, it's, it's kind of works, but it, it definitely puts a big role on our dispatch center. So they, they, they usually help with the coordination of information and calling up folks to see, you know, if they're available to go. Now, talking talking terms, Joe, um, about um, some of the things that you see here in Arkansas. For instance, we had seventy inches of rain last year. There shouldn't be any fires, but we know that that's not no. what happened. In, in fact, that year, two thousand twelve, when we had the Ola fire, we had a bunch of rain in the spring. Had a big green up flush of grass 
and leaves and kind of like what we're having now kind of like what we're having right now and then in april of that year uh it, the good lord decided to turn the faucet off so we had very little rain in april no rain in may which is most unusual and by june we were we were dry 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 i don't know if you recall but that year the governor governor Beebe, uh sent out a proclamation that we wouldn't have fireworks that year because they would start fires. And we had we had two or three bad fires, one over in the Cabot area, started by Roman candles. Um, the point is, even in a wet year, you can have periods, whether it's three weeks or 12 weeks, of really heavy fire danger. And Arkansas is very changeable. We never know when those are come. In fact, statistically, we are way overdue a dry year here in Arkansas, and so we're we're constantly preparing ourselves with things like these 24 courses at the fire academy so that we'll be ready when the drought does come. Now, there's state lands that are out there that you guys deal with. There's national forests. A lot of people don't realize how much national forest is here in the state of Arkansas. Tell us, tell us what that number is and, and how many national forests we have. So here there are two national forests. Um, one is the Washita National Forest, which is uh, southern Arkansas, and they have a little piece that's over in Oklahoma, and up on this end, the northern end, it's the Ozark St. Francis. So, And we've got, what, 3 million-plus yeah. acres of national forests in no, the state of Arkansas? No, no, it's, it's more like 1.3 million on the Washita and 700,000. Uh, 800,000 on the Ozark. Okay. I think it's a bit over 2 million. And um, in any case, Arkansas has the most national forest acres or land east of the Rocky Mountains. And so we're, we're blessed with national forest partners. Now talk about fuel loads. People don't, and that's a term people don't understand. What's out there laying on the ground that's dead and, and can be the the spark, so to speak, for a major wildfire. So in the fall, you got you know your your, your leaf layer comes off of most of the hardwoods that that uh, that, that falls to the ground, and uh, in the spring, you know we will do um, prescribed fire activities, which will help to lessen that fuel load. Um, but normally in the southeast, there's there's I mean there's always going to be you know, some, some fuel loading on the ground based on the on the leaf up. And, and let's talk about, uh, because folks think of fire in terms of something that's a disaster. And a lot of them can be, and, and, and that's been proven out west in the last several years. But you mentioned prescribed burns, and how important are prescribed burns to reduce that fuel load? Well, it's really our only tool to, to do it. So without prescribed fire, the fuels build up and build up. And, and build describe up. for the listeners, so, what is a prescribed burn? They, they well, probably a, don't even know what the term prescribed well, no, is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a burn that we control. So And, we, some, and, and y'all set it on purpose. Oh, that's exactly right. So the, the fire is part of the regular ecological regime, regime of uh, and, and processes of our world, of our environment. So when you remove fire, those fuels build up. And they suppress plants that 
insects like, that mammals and birds like the insects. It's all part of the cycle of life. So we try to emulate nature and once every two to five years put prescribed fire on the ground in the forest, whether it's private land, state land, or, or federal land, and reducing those fuels. And, and that's important to reduce that fuel load. Talk in terms about, obviously, Forest Service land is public land. It's land that, that anybody can pretty much go hunt or fish, depending on what the regulations are. Then you have state lands, similar type situations with some restrictions. What about private timber lands? Arkansas is a top 10 state in the nation right. in the production of wood fiber. Talk in terms about how you work with the private uh, big timber companies well, and individual private landowners. So we have 19 million acres of forest lands in Arkansas, which is about 57% of the state. About 57% of the 19 million are small private landowners. Another 13%, so about 70, a little bit more than 70% are privately owned when you put in the, the TMOs, Timber Investment Management Organizations, the REITs, Real Estate Investment Trucks, Trusts, and the, and the um, corporate lands. So much of Arkansas's forests are privately owned. The Forestry Commission is charged with protecting all of those lands, the state lands and the private lands. And then, of course, we partner with the feds on their lands as well. And they come out on our fires, which would be could be on those small private lands. Um, but the fire, insects, uh, invasive species don't know what a painted... Uh, property line is. They don't understand or, or stop just because there's paint on some trees. The fire keeps going or the insects keep going. So we have to work together to protect all of those. We have the Forestry Commission has 60 work centers across the forested counties of the state. And we work through a program a lot with a program called State and Private Forestry, which is a function of the U.S. Forest Service, to provide services and technical advice to small private landowners all over the state, which which we're very proud of and do uh, with several different programs. One of the coolest is called the Stevens Grants, which allows us to burn with the Forest Service on adjacent lands and Forest Service lands for prescribed fire. And there are many programs like that. We work with uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service, NRCS, on equip money and technical advice for forest landowners, private forest landowners, to get prescribed fire, to get fire breaks built, to do all sorts of things. So, yeah, we, we do a lot with private landowners with help from the U.S. Forest Service. And most people probably don't, don't know that that is happening and it not only protects their properties, it protects the resource itself. That's right. Similar type deal that you guys have to have to um, deal with in national forest lands. Talk about the national forest system a little bit and, and all the training that takes place for managing a, a nationwide timber resource and how important that is for people. So um, that's a big one. So the agency, I mean, we've we, we got a lot of different training programs set up. Uh, 
for the forcers, you know, they 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 go through on how to you know uh, how to manage pr- prescriptions and 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 basically how to how to manage stands on basal area based on land management uh, resource plans. So as as long as you know we're following that, then that's that's pretty much you know we're in line with what the the, the plan is for that area. In 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 terms, um, we can we can wrap up talking about the fact that how important trees are not just for lumber, not just for um, uh, holding the soil, but 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 for wildlife as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And and explain explain how important trees are in the, in the ecosystem. Well. The <laughs> uh, I, I can't say all important because the Great Plains are a, a good place for uh, bird hunting and, and lots of other kinds of recreational avenues, but the forests of America, the forests of the South, are where the mammals are, where the insects are, uh, where the monarch butterflies are. Um, the forests of the South support that whole system. Trees clean our air clean our water, um, trees uh, provide all those wood products that we know about. What people might not know in Arkansas, we are growing way more trees than we are harvesting, way more wood than we're harvesting, to the tune of about 40% more, and we're harvesting more wood last year than we ever have. It's been recorded. So we're growing more and those trees are cleaning the air, cleaning the water, storing carbon, providing wildlife habitat for all sorts of critters. Uh, the forest is a both-and place. And that's our job is to give advice to landowners and tell them what they could do with their land and then help them meet their objectives, whether it's wildlife habitat, which is the number one objective for forest landowners, by the way, or whether it's promoting the state to entrepreneurs who who need to uh, want to develop some of our products. Without forest industry, removing some of the timber that we're growing 40% more than we're, than we're cutting, without forest industry, that, that's a big tool to keep our forests healthy. One of the problems out west is forest industry left northern Arizona, California, all those places, and instead of being paid to remove some of the trees, thin the timber, you have to pay $500 and $700 an acre to cut trees down because there's too many. I, can, I could go for days on that subject. Uh, the red oak borer of 2001-2002 killed about a million acres of red oaks in Arkansas and Missouri. And then those red oaks become potential fuel for a fire. And they become potential fuel for a fire, but it was all because we had too many trees per acre. 200 trees per acre instead of maybe 50. And it was a native insect that got uh, blown up because of drought and too many trees competing for limited resources and minerals in the ground or water. And it was some droughty years. So we need industry to help us thin the timber that we're growing. Or it'll get thin forest through catastrophic wildfires or southern pine beetle or some other catastrophe. Well, 
I'm Greg Patterson, and on this edition of AgCast, we've been talking with our state forester here in Arkansas, Joe Fox. We've also been talking with Seward Hamilton with the United States Forest Service, and we're here right now at Arkansas Tech with a Wildlands Wildfire training course that's ongoing. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg.